This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Praise God. Well, it's my pleasure tonight to be able to bring to you the 5779-2019 Word of the Year. Amen. So, earlier this year I spoke about the need to be seated in heavenly places. Where God would cause you and I to see from a heavenly vantage point. You see, you understand that when you're in the trenches, it's impossible to see above the blades of grass. But if you will position yourself on high with Jesus Christ, he will show you where your enemies lie in wait for you. And he will teach you how to snatch them up before they see you coming and you'll be able to devour all of your enemies. You know, there's a story that goes back to a group of people that were searching and looking for a place to habitate. And the belief is that they came from North America and that they'd had a vision and that they'd had a dream that where they saw the eagle and the serpent, they would habitate. And uh, they moved south and south and south and south. And they came to a place that we know today as Mexico. In fact, if you look at the Mexican flag, it has a serpent with a snake in its hand. And uh, the fact of the matter is that that's their symbol. That was the dream that they had. And that's where they settled. And the great nation of Mexico came out of that. And that's the picture I have for this year. Is that God himself is leading us to be like the eagle. To fly high above to be in heavenly places, to be able to see our enemies, to be able to swoop down and to be able to snatch them before they snatch you. There's a reason I say that and uh, I'll, I'll unveil that in just a moment. But you and I need to be, as First as Chronicles 12 verse 32 says, like the children of Issachar. It says, and the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do what Zimbabwe ought to do. We need some men of understanding that know what Zimbabwe ought to do. Due to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, those who have understanding of the Spirit of God are the ones that have access to the throne room of God and then are likewise able to see and hear what heaven's agenda for the coming times should be. You see, the Holy Spirit-filled believers are the ones who are like Issachar, invited to have understanding of the times and to know what the new Israel ought to do. We all know that the Hebrew language is symbolic. It's symbolic in nature. It contains pictures and that symbolize the movements of the heavens and the earth below and helps give clues to the divine workings of creation. For example, the last decade that we've been in, 2010 or to 2019, has been all about the seeing eye. 5770 to 5779 has to do with the seeing eye. Seeing what God is saying about you, about your life, about the plans he has for you, and about the world around us. This is signified by the letter Ayin, A-Y-I-N, Ayin. It's a picture symbol of an eye. 
and it's associated with the number 70. So every year in this Ayin decade can, coincides with another letter in the Hebrew alphabet, alphabet which was revealed in the Talmud or in the Torah in the early, in, in the early Jewish uh, language and, and word and has a heavenly significance. There's a significance from heaven regarding this. This coming year, 2019, in the Greco-Roman uh, calendar, coincides with the year 5779. And again, 70 being a part of Ayin, the Ayin decade, but 9 being Talit, Talit, or the picture symbol of the snake. So this year, the number 9, the Talit, uh, which is Tasha in Hebrew, or Tet in the uh, numerics, is a symbol or a picture of the snake. So we can expect 2019 or 5779 to be a continuation of the last 10 years in which God has been inviting us to see what he's been saying. This year will be no different except that this year, 5779 will be the culmination of everything God's been preparing you for in order to step into the next season. And the next season is pay, P-E-Y, the decade of the mouth or the decade of speaking and declaring the kingdom of God into the earth. And that will begin in 5780 next year. So that's a very powerful year. So God has given us 10 years, a decade of seeing and seeing what he's doing and observing, moving from a more passive in the first five to more active in the second five years. And now he's preparing us to begin to say and to begin to speak. And when the king begins to decree a thing, it shall come to pass. So God's preparing for you to begin to decree a thing. Now, how you've spent these last few years will indicate to you how you'll be prepared for what God's going to do next. This last year of the Ayin decade is really a year of reckoning. As in the last days of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come down to take an account of those who are producing fruit and those who are not producing fruit. Your willingness to see beyond your present circumstances this last decade and position yourself to receive the goodness of God, the goodness that God has planned for you will greatly impact the verdict of the Holy Spirit over your life. The number nine is very significant this year. Nine in Hebrew is Tesha, Tet. Tet is the ninth letter of the Hebrew alphabet and numerically also equals nine. Pictorially, it is illustrated in its ancient form to resemble a basket, a womb, even a coiled snake, representing fulfillment, concealment, fruitfulness, and multiplication. Amen. The devil, that snake, may throw his worst at us. He may try to squeeze the life out of the children of God, but we will see clearly we will overcome, flourish, prevail, and power through with the word of God through prayer and praise, and we will defeat our enemies. Amen. Prophetically, we can apply these hidden truths 
and the secrets found in the Hebrew language to our lives to help us discern the times, to help us discern the seasons. The year 5779, which overlaps with our Gregorian calendar, years 5, 2018 through 2019, is significant. It's as significant as it is exciting. Five in 579 is grace. And that's the, art, that's the era we're in, the era, era of God's grace, God's favor, God's goodness. Seven means God's completion or God's perfection. Double seven means a double portion or a double blessing. And as for nine, well, here we go. Are you ready? Five, seven, seven, nine. In Hebrew, the number nine has an element of paradox to it. In other words, it has a double meaning. So much goodness, so much multiplication, increase, and blessing indicated by the basket. Indicated by the womb, the womb of blessing, the womb of life. But yet, the snake coiled is there right along. There to thwart God's plans. There to have its wicked way. To rob, to kill, and to destroy. The word of the year is for us to yield to the Holy Spirit. To surrender our ways and walk in the spirit and in his ways. The year of 5779, God is saying prophetically, in the midst of evil, we will see goodness, blessing, miraculous increase and victory. And we will overcome the enemy that has risen up against us. This year also is a year of rest. That's very important. It's a year of rest. We must learn how to enter into and stay resting in God and what God has done for us and is doing for us. Isaiah 30, 17 says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall, your strength, shall be your strength. But you would not. But you would not. You know, it frightens me when I read the Bible sometimes that how our lives parallel previous generations, parallel those men and women of the Old Testament. God says, I want you to rest, and we would not. Pressing into the things of God will require us to spend more time with him. God is calling us higher, and he's calling us deeper. He is leading us into Holy Spirit-led kingdom living on earth. You see, to survive and to thrive, we must learn to rest, to return and rest continually in Christ. There must be a constant awareness of the Holy One who dwells within our spirit, depending, consulting, and leading our entire lives, our personalities, and all of our abilities on Him. You see, returning to this rest is the place of powerful living. Now this rest is not a rest of inactivity, but a rest of Holy Spirit-led activity. The word saved in this verse is the word in Hebrew, yasha, and carries with it the idea of being defended, delivered, helped, and receiving victory from every situation you face. It actually means this. It means open, wide, and free. Open, wide, and free. Amen. So the idea of 
resting in Christ is synonymous with death to self. That's not fun to hear, I know. But only in dying to yourself or to ourselves are we really fully alive to God. Open, wide, and free in spirit, soul, and body to be all that he has called us to be. When we are truly dead to self and free in Christ, others will see Jesus and experience God's unexplainable, undefinable, and undeniable glory. Secondly, it's not only rest, it's the womb. The womb. I think this is particularly important in the fact that God is the God of all life. This year we'll see God bringing forth and bringing to birth dreams and visions that you've carried and have laid dormant for years. Some of these things that you've carried and have been dormant for years will begin to mature and come into fruitfulness. This is the season of new beginnings, stepping out by faith into the unknown. There are things you will step into that are always, that, 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 uh, that are ways that you've never walked in before. These are things that you've never walked in before, but you'll need to walk by faith to accomplish these things that God's showing you. The scripture says they will know their God and do great exploits. In fact, it says they'll know their God, they'll be strong and do great exploits. 5779 is a season of supernatural works that will be birthed through your life. It takes nine months for a baby to go through the gestation period. Many have thought that the discomfort and the pain of waiting would never end. I declare to you tonight that your confinement is over. The confinement is over. The concealment of what you were carrying was necessary. God was bringing to maturity what he wants to bring forth through you. He has humbled you and now is his time to lift you up. This is your time to arise, to shine in all God has appointed and anointed you to accomplish. Also, the basket. Well, I could only say this about the basket. Your basket will be full of heavenly supply and will never run dry. You will always have more than enough. This is a season of abundant blessing. The disciples, when they went out, they went out with two, a couple of loaves and a few fish. And they ended up having 12 basketfuls left over. Let me tell you something. God is going to have leftovers this year. You will have... For the first time in this ministry, there will be abundance. For the first time in some of your lives, there will be an abundance. Amen. God also promises us in this year victory. Victory. As for the snake, beware, but don't despair. Beware, but don't despair. The snake is the evil side of the paradox of this year. But I have to tell you something. The serpent is, was, and always will be a defeated foe. Revelations 12, verses 11 and 12 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their own lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and, the, and, and, of, the seal, uh, and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth 
that he asked but a short time. Now, I'll tell you, this serpent, the devil, is not going away. He's not leaving. He's going to be there. This is the year of that paradox. Evil and good at the same time. But we have overcome him with the blood of the lamb, which is the enforcement of Jesus' work and Jesus' victory. All we are here to do is enforce what Jesus has already accomplished on the cross. We've overcome him with the word of our testimony. You see, every mess that the devil tries to make, we will declare the message of miracles. We will declare the message of God's grace. So get ready. This is the year to tell your story. This is the year to tell, listen, listen, this is the year to tell stories. Story after story after story of God's glory. This is the year. And we will love not our own lives unto death. This simply means that we die daily to our own minds, our own wills, our own emotions, and our own fleshly ways. Why? So that we can rise and live and walk in the spirit. This is a year to walk in the spirit. Then we will rejoice knowing that God has promised us a glorious life of victory. Now, God uses your praises. The praise of God this year will be very important. Praise and worship will play an incredible part. It will be used by God this year, as in years gone by, but this year in particular, to thwart many of our enemies. Great victories await us as we step through the gates of praise into the year 5779 and soon into a new decade, the decade of 2020, 5780. The prophetic picture can see, be seen visually through the Hebraic number ket, number nine, representing man either submitted to the King Jesus or submitted to the spirit of the evil one. It's depicted by the stake. So there's an evil and a good side to this. So let's just look at that quickly. We've seen this before. But you can see the... Uh, the Zain and the Vav, the two letters that are tied together. The, in the evil, it is depicted by the head or the man, the crown king, with the sword submitted to the serpent and the serpent's tail. Evil is reigning. Or the good, the Zain, the crown man with the sword of the spirit and a man bowed in submission to the spirit. So it can go either way. It depends on who you submit your life to. You see, the Hebrew letter or the Hebrew number nine depicts duplicity. Duplicity. That's why it's so important that you put a guard over your lips. You watch what you say, who you speak to. And prophetically for 5779, I think our choice is clearly evident. Bow to God and rise in the power of the spirit or passively follow the dictates of the snake by yielding to and not dying to the demands of your fleshly desires and your own soulish ways. Many of you have wrestled this year. This year has been a year of wrestling for many with their own soulish desires, their soulish appetites. God is helping you. He's helping you die to self so that Christ might live through you. That you might be raised up in that newness of life. The number nine is known to be the expression of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
How do we know that? Well, there are nine fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, and 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Nine fruit of the Spirit. See, we will discern the voice and leading of the living God by the power of his Holy Spirit over and above the dead voices that are trying to drown him out. There are so many voices in the world today that are trying to drown out what God's saying. It matters what voice you give attention to and what voice you give power to. God's still small voice will bring love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As he's promised in Galatians 5.22. Let's never underestimate the power of his voice. How sweet is the fruit of his voice and his Holy Spirit. What it produces in our lives. Opposed to the dead internal voices of our emotions, our intellect, our will. And then there are all the external voices. This is the so-called age of information. There's so much information that we're being bombarded with. And it is so confusing to so many. Because they're not in context with the word of God. All the texts, the emails, the social media, the demands... Bombarding from every direction, screaming for our distract, our attention and our distraction. Their fruit is comparison, competition, conflict, confusion, inadequacy, jealousy, anxiety, stress and strife. They are the antithesis of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This will be a year to look and see how genuinely have you produced the fruit of the Spirit. In your life. There are also nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 8 through 10. For to one the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. And to another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. There are gifts with you, within you that God is about to release through you in this hour. Many of these have been dormant in you. And in some cases you have no idea that they were even inside of you. Receive them. Begin to step out in faith and use them. They are God's heavenly gifts to you and his mandate over your life. It's a time to stir up the gifts that are within you. It's a time to stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to begin to operate in that which is supernatural in a world that is starving for the supernatural. You see, within your spirit abides his fullness. So let that awesome truth become a reality to you and let it dispel every single lie. You are enabled, you are empowered, and you are enlarged, and you are deeply loved by the Father. You are gifted, highly favored, and a force to be reckoned with on earth as a victorious, overcoming child of God. And it's time that you begin to see yourself and declare it and act in the manner in which he's created you to be. The Bible says this in Romans 4, 
Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the mature sons of God, or they are the children of God. We are led by the Spirit of Almighty God. We must act like we're led by the Spirit of God. We need to walk on. We need to walk strong. And I know that the days are going to get darker everywhere, but you and I need to walk as the children of God and the children of light. His life is in us. So awaken the dawn. And the light will burst forth and burst through the darkness. Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Hebrews 2 and 4 says, And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Well, he chooses now to anoint you. He chooses now to bless you. The number nine is used to define the perfect move of God. This will be a pure, unadulterated move of the Holy Spirit of God in and through our lives for those who will surrender at his throne. How do I know this is the year of the Spirit? Because the call to prayer was the ninth hour. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. Acts 3, verse 1. This will be a year of prayer. It will be a season of increased prayer. We'll find ourselves gathering together at the hour of prayer. Uh, 24-7 prayer will continue to grow in this church and in our movement. We will be a praying church. God's house will be a house of prayer for all nations. Amen. There are also nine Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verses 3 through 11. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when man casts insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. This will be a year to look and see how well you have allowed the Spirit of God to transform you into the image of his son. I really believe that when Jesus returns, as much as we think it's what we do and what we've accomplished, what he's going to be looking for is how much of me is in you? How much of me is in you? And I think our rewards are going to be based on that. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. Genesis 17, 24 says, and Abraham was 99 years old and nine. 90, and, 90 years and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. You see, nine is the number of total agreement. And the reason Abraham had to wait until he was 99 years old was because 99 indicates perfect agreement with God and God's purposes. You see, the numeric value of the Hebrew word amen 
is precisely 99. That's why your, your amen is so important. Your amen. Your amen when it is aligned to God's promises is 99. God's promises is perfect and your amen is perfect. It's 99. It's God's unlocking and unleashing of his power in the earth. You see, when we say amen to indicate agreement with what has been said or done, something happens. This is your year to say amen to God's plans for your life. Amen. By the way, just on a sidebar, uh, Genesis 15 said this, it says, and he said to Abram, know that of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. I don't know why this keeps appearing on my radar, but I believe that you're going to see a great awakening in the African-American church in America. 400 years ago, the first slave was taken from the continent of Africa. The first slave was land, landed in America. And I believe that you'll see something happen. I think there'll be a judgment. I think that there'll be a judgment in favor of African-Americans. And I think it, Africa will rejoice when we see that. Uh, I think the precursor was President Obama. I don't know what that means. I just believe that that may have been a precursor, but I believe that God is about to do something. God's never short, never not on time, and this is 400 years, and I think that we're going to see something. And Keep your eyes open. And I may be wrong on that, but I, I keep getting that rolling over in my spirit and my heart, and uh, it seems to be significant, you know. So, for us, because you have allowed him over the decade of Ayin to purify your heart, he will put your word, his words in your mouth to boldly decree and declare the will of heaven on earth. The next season that's coming is to begin to decree from a pure vessel, from hearts that have been prepared, from uh, people that have been through the uh, the, the furnace, like silver tried in the furnace of earth, in the furnace of the earth, seven times we've been purified, and I think that you're going to find that in this next decade coming up, God is already going to begin to unleash in this year His words in your mouth that will boldly decree, boldly declare God's will of heaven on earth. In five seven seven nine, you will order your conversation or right, and will begin to speak your destiny and God's purposes into existence. This is your year to align yourself with what God is saying over you and see what he has planned for your future. Amen. Jeremiah 29:11 says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. In this last year of the decade of the 70s on the Hebrew calendar, there will be many people who will rejoice at the good news of all the Lord has done to prepare this way for you. For those of you who have, well, those who have and those who will, I think there's still hope for some, embrace the dealings of the Spirit of God in your lives, you will come to a recognition of, a season, of the season of preparation you've been in. You will welcome the refining and the tuning of the Spirit 
that is designed to help you go beyond where you are. Go beyond your senses and go beyond the natural. Just as Jesus did with his disciples in the days before the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, so will this be a season for those of you who will incline your senses to the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. But there will also be many, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees of Jesus' time, who have ignored the time of preparation and will find themselves unable to receive this time of visitation. For them, the world will look as though it is in great tumult, as though it is in big trouble. They will manifest the fruit of their own heart, and because of this, and because it has not been purified, it will be full of deceit. Mark says it this way, Mark 7, 21. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. 2 Peter 2, 23 says, they will follow in the way of sensuality, and in their greed, they will exploit others. That's the season we live in. And so that's the manifestation of either the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the beatitudes in our life, the, the abundance of God, or the fruit of the serpent, the fruit and the, of, the, of, the, of the demonic seed that will be manifesting. There will be a greater chasm in the days and years to come between believers and unbelievers. Jesus told his disciples, do not think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be of the, they of his own household. I'll tell you, the same will be again now. Be prepared to see a great divide. And be, be prepared to see that divide become more visible. And unfortunately, even within families, communities, and nations. This will be a pivotal year for some relationships to solidify in the unity of the Holy Spirit or to dissolve and to break apart. The Holy Spirit is, is at work trying and, and, and working at uniting his people. You cannot move forward into your present if you are still aligned to your past. Let me say that again. You cannot move forward into your present if you are still aligned to your past. The nation of Zimbabwe must come to a place where we let go of our past and do not read everything through that or we will not move into our future. This is the year to get past regrets, past hurts. Past unforgivenesses, past dreams, past opportunities. It's the year to go past all those things and move into the plans that God has prepared for you. New hopes, new joys, new alignments, new dreams, and new opportunities. Amen. Things that have been familiar to you in the past and have in many cases been right there, constantly in front of you, will be seen in a new and completely different light. As though you were seeing them now for the first time, though they have been in front of you, in front of you all this time. You're going to begin to see things that you've become so familiar with, but you're going to see them in a different light. You're going to say, like you've never seen them before. It's going to be a time of revelation. Jesus said it this way, for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind. 
There's going to be an opening of the eyes of some of you, and you haven't seen it, but you're going to see it now. All of a sudden, it's going to be like, whoa, I never saw that before. Because you can only do this by a spirit of revelation. Those who know the power of the Holy Spirit will see by the power of the Holy Spirit. Those that don't will be blind. And by the way, the church is very much alive. And Jesus gave me a great promise. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let me tell you, I have good news for you. The church will prevail over the kingdoms of darkness. Don't be swept away with those who see but never perceive. There are many who are like the fig tree who bear no fruit. They can only look like they're fruitful, but they don't really bear fruit. Because it's fruit and fruit that remains that God is looking for. The Bible says this in Isaiah 9, 6, verses 9 through 10. You shall indeed hear, but never understand. And you shall indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, their ears are heavy of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should perceive with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn to me to heal them. God wants to heal them. He wants to heal us. I believe this is a season. It's a time for those of us who are seeing to see the movement of our enemy. To understand his work against uh, against us. He is trying to deceive and frustrate Heaven's plan in our lives. He's he's trying to thwart our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. We will discern the voice of God in greater definition. And we'll begin to discern the movement of our enemies against us. And we'll be able to topple their plans even before they arise. Jesus said it this way. Turning to the disciples, he said privately. Blessed are the eyes which see what you see. He wants you to see. God wants to, in this last year... Really gets you to begin to see. How we see things determines how we move forward. We are entering into a season of faith. Faith will be demonstrated in greater measure. As was the seen in the days of Jesus, it was faith that brought forth healing. He said to the, uh, to the woman, he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Then he said to them in Luke 17, 9, rise and go. Your faith has made you will. It's time to return and build around faith. Make sure that you're activating faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It takes faith to see into the unseen realm. It takes faith to believe what is hidden in the darkness can be overcome by the light. God has to have a man of faith. Jesus said, when he returns, will he find faith in the earth? 5779 is a year that faith will square off with deceit and unbelief. It is time for believers to see the snake in the grass and to confront it with great faith. Those who are lacking in faith will see the snake steal their inheritance from them, just like the serpent stole from Adam and Eve in the day in the Garden of Eden. 5779 is a year to guard your heart against loss. The devil deceives us by appealing to the unsanctified imaginations of our heart when we hold on to unauthorized dreams and visions and refuse to let them go. When we do that, we're in rebellion against God's sanctified imaginations and God's sanctified dreams that God has planned for us. God says he will give you the desires of your heart. We want his desires in this season. Ephesians 3.20 is one of my favorite verses. He says, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine 
according to his power that is work, at, at work on, inside of us or within us. We want his power to be working, not the power of imagination, not the power of a dream, but the power of his dream, the power of his work, the power of his Holy Spirit igniting his dreams in our hearts. Just as a seed must die in order to produce new life, some things in our lives will need to pass away in order to be sanctified, for, or in order for the sanctified version to come forth. This exchange means that some places that were dead to us will suddenly be revived, suddenly come alive. And those things that the enemy had stolen from us, God will command them and command him to return to us everything that he has stolen. Now, in this year, there will be war. There will be war. Throughout the scripture, we see how war helped to purify God's people. They purified the way for God's people. Genesis 14 shows how God used warfare to help Abraham's faith arise. Scriptures and the prophets warn that war will continue until the last day in order that the righteous may be found worthy of the Lord. God desires our attentions beyond him and him alone. Time and time again, wars have shown which side the people of God have chosen. They are like the dividing line. Will you enter into battle? Will you fight the good fight of faith? Will you go to war? Or will you shrink back? We are not those that shrink back. King Saul gave himself over to false idols in the day of warfare. David had to battle through his own share of wars in order to prove himself as a man after God's own heart. You see, war is a great purifier. Separating men and women of valor from those of ill will. Matthew 10 describes how this year is going to go for many of us. Verses 36 through 42. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receives me. And he that receiveth me receives him that sent me. And he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Although this year symbolizes and is symbolized by the image of the snake, we must not fear snakes. You know, there's an Old Testament event where the Lord uses snakes or a snake, well, snakes, to purify the Israelites. Numbers 21, verses 6 and 7, Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that the people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. You know what Moses did. Moses took a serpent made of bronze and put it up on a staff, a, a tree. It's a picture of 
Jesus being made sin for us, being made a curse for us, hanging on a tree. And all who looked upon the brazen serpent were healed. Even today, modern medicine uses this symbol of the serpent wrapped around a pole as their sign of healing. When Moses led the people out of Egypt, he challenged Pharaoh with Aaron's staff. He threw it down and his staff turned into a great serpent that ate the two serpents of the enemy. And then he picked it up again and it was a staff. I want you to know something. We do not fear snakes. The Apostle Paul, and I was just there in Malta, gets bitten by a snake. Poisonous snake and shakes it off into the fire and he doesn't die. Let me tell you something. God has given us authority. Jesus himself says in Mark 16, what will happen to those of us who engage in this great commission. He says, and, I, and he said to them, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing that shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'll tell you what, as believers filled with faith, we must see and we must overcome the snakes, our enemy. Jesus tells us to be wise as serpents and yet harmless as doves while we overcome our enemies. Just as Moses raised up the serpent staff in the desert to heal the afflicted Israelites, you and I have the assurance that Jesus was raised up on a cross and has healed all of our afflictions. We are more than conquerors. We have been raised up with Jesus to sit in heavenly places and we have been given all power over all the power of the enemy. These are promises that we must not only hold on to but must activate in our lives. The battlefield is in our hearts and in our homes and in our churches. We wage war in our hearts. The Bible says, love your neighbor. Pray for your enemy. Stand strong against the temptations of the devil and you'll find yourself being strengthened by the Lord. Take courage like Joshua. Have faith because God, the Lord your God, is with you. Be strong. Be courageous. As much as war is inevitable, defeat does not have to be. We do not have to be defeated. When God is for you, nothing can stand against you. Amen. 5779 is the year to arm yourself with his word. It's the year to take time to hear his strategies concerning the relationships in your life and his plans for your future. This is the year to pray without ceasing. A year to be vigilant against the snares and the traps that the enemy would try to use to entice you, to distract to distract you and to manipulate you. This is your to reach out to the lost. I want you to just call to remembrance the sinners that Jesus reached out to. The sinners that Jesus touched while he was on earth. You know, when he walked along the road and he stood underneath a sycamore tree, little Zacchaeus was in that tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house tonight. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Jesus loves sinners. It's never too late to turn over a new leaf. No pun intended. Think of Jesus' ministry to Peter, to Matthew, to Matthew. Think about Mary Magdalene and the Samaritan woman. These were all unlikely disciples. I'm going to tell you something. 
This is going to be a season of unlikely conversions and unlikely disciples. No one is outside of his grasp in this season. So be bold to share the gospel with everyone. Pray that you're able to see the snake in the grass. The rich young ruler wasn't able to see. He, wasn't, he was unable to see that the, work, uh, the work that Jesus was trying to do in his life. And the Bible says he left Jesus being very sorrowful. And the Bible says that Jesus loved him. But let me tell you something. God's love never changes. But ours sometimes can't respond. Judas was seated at our Lord's table. He had great intimacy with Jesus and great fellowship. But he could not let go of his pride. He couldn't let pride die in his heart. And it cost him his life. 5779 is the year to ask for a greater hunger for God's word. Knowing that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a year to ask for boldness. This is a year to come into total agreement with God. Do not doubt God's goodness. For he's a good father. And he has only good plans for you. Starve your doubts. Starve your unbelief. So that you may step forward into the future that he has ordained for you. Remember that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. I want you to declare something with me. I want you to say, Lord, I see. I see, Lord. I see what you're saying. And I believe in all that you are and in all that you can do in my life. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Let it all be done according to your word. I am ready for thy kingdom come and thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So let me bring this to a close tonight. This is a season of suddenness. Divine turnarounds, rapid repositioning, accelerated answers, new roads, new rivers, and new income streams. As God's children, meet him in his throne room. The mercy seat is where earth and heaven meet, where the natural and the supernatural collide. It is time for us to pray, work, love, live, move, minister, and continually abide in his presence. We have an appointment with God in 5779. Signs and wonders, miracles and victories will resound. This year will begin to usher in the beginning of a great revival. There will be increase of angelic and Holy Spirit activity in 5779. For every appointment God has for you, the enemy would bring disappointment. Every place that God has for, for, uh, for your life, the enemy would seek to displace. Where God has called you to obey, the enemy disses obedience. Obey anyway. God is calling for unity that brings his favor in marriages, in homes, in families, in relationships, in churches, and in businesses. But the enemy would sow seeds of disunity. You know, I shared a message a few years ago on a, on a uh, I think it was either a youth camp or a cross-culture camp. I can't remember which, but it was called this. Some of you may remember. I talked about this. And uh, this is the evil entity, an antichrist spirit that is set against the spirit of what Christ has done and is doing in the earth. This is the one who sows discord, disinformation, disappointment. Any way, well, I, you get the idea, okay. 
This is the enemy of our souls. And I declare by the word of the Lord, we will be wise in this time. And we will rise seeing through God's eyes so that the the devil will no longer diss the children of God. For in the place of displacement, there will be divine replacement. Instead of disappointment, reappointment. And restoration for all who receive, believe, and achieve through dependency on the Holy Spirit. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. As we burst into this Jewish New Year, as we burst into the Hebrew year, 5779, it's time to arise, it's time to shine. It's the season of reversal, it's a time of restoration. Live your life from your position in heaven, seated with Christ above and not beneath. I heard someone say this, awake in the morning with your prayers and praise. Do not passively wait for the morning to awaken you. Break through the night and awaken the dawn. Hallelujah. It's time for you and I to dictate to environments and circumstances. Don't wait for environments and circumstances to dictate to you. Don't wait for Zimbabwe to turn around. Turn it around. Don't wait for the government to do something. You do something. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The problems and the chaos in the earth will increase. I have to tell you that. But you are to set your gaze on the things that are above, the things of the Spirit. If you begin to see with the eyes of faith, receive the solution on behalf of yourself and on behalf of others from the secret place of prayer, God will turn your situation. This will be a year of intercession on behalf of others. A year of strong relationships and building of community. You're going to need each other to defeat the enemies that have been unleashed on the earth and against the church. By the way, Pastor Nikki, the Hebrew word for intercession means to get in the way of. Get in the way of. That's what we're called to do this year in 5779. To get in the way of evil and replace it with good. This year will be a year to destroy the works of the enemy, the snake in the grass. And this year will be known as 5779-2019. The year of fulfillment, concealment, fruitfulness, and multiplication. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.